0: everyone and welcome to the maiden vault podcast and a song of ice and fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters i'm court and i'm mike
1: and we are back
0: again this week we are on our episode 13
1: episode 13
0: yeah episode 13 time for by. aria more aria more aria start a little scrappy do and um we're just gonna jump right into it because there are points that need to be made per usual and yep. i'm just gonna get with it Cool wings. Cool. Hit us with the summer. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we return this week to little scrappy Doo Arya, who is in the midst of her training with Bervosi Swordsmaster, Cyril Pharrell. She spends most of her days chasing cats of all sorts to present to her master, frustrated that one particular feline still eludes her. After a brush with the youngest of the Lannister cat variety, Arya evades the Lannister guards only to find herself surrounded by monsters in the depths of the Red Keep remembering all of her training she makes her way through the darkness only to happen upon a possible plot against her father spoken of by two mysterious figures after making her escape through the castle sewage tunnels she emerges hours later and makes her way back to the stark quarters where she makes quick work of the guards on duty but has a much more difficult time recounting the day's events to
1: her lord father
0: okay yeah that's basically what happens In a nutshell.
1: Yeah. Clearly there are a lot more. That's the cliff notes. So let's get into the unabridged thoughts of of, of this week. I feel like I said this every week where I feel like going in, Mm. I don't know how much I will have to actually talk about. And then like little sparks come up. Just come up where it's like, oh, man, no, that's actually real. Like, I'm going to call it poignant because I think I'm making salient points. But (laughs) really, it's just like, oh, man, no, those are cool little like nuggets. And then like the more we kind of discuss it the more I think is is actually there. In this chapter, like the last Aria chapter, I think does, I'm going to say it does a good job of giving us information about a lot more going on around her. I agree. In somewhat less of Arya's films, like where Sansa chapters sometimes feel like, it's, hey, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, finish your thought. I was just about to speak out loud. Go ahead and finish your thought.
1: Okay. I was just too. like, the Sansa chapters always feel like, hey, here's how Sansa feels in this moment. Here mm-hmm. are things happening to Sansa. Here's how Sansa's mm-hmm. reacting to them. Where Arya is kind of like taking in the, the space around her mm-hmm. and giving us her own version of life according to Arya. Yeah. <laughs> but not so much like here's what you know, she's actually thinking at the time. Like some of her her thought process is, what? So- is mired in other stuff, I think.
0: Oh, I agree. So here's the thing. I, all of my, we talked a little bit about this and I, I agree. But then hearing you say it, I think I disagree a little bit l- more than I did before. And not saying in that what you're way? wrong. Well, just because I do think that this chapter in particular felt that way. Like it felt like a lot of it was more exposition and her kind of describing things in her nine-year-old brain way. Mm-hmm. Things that weren't necessarily to do with her or her own yeah. feelings. But I feel like, I don't know, the first two Aria chapters kind of really gave us some clear cut insight into how she was feeling.
1: I'm shrugging. I'm not saying that specifically
0: last time, cause she was really messed up last time, but I don't want to harp too much on last time. Yeah. Let's- um, but I, there was, there was a point that you made and now I, if I forget it, so I'm not going to go there. I would, I don't know.
1: That's the problem. Things pop. Come, to our- maybe it'll come back to you. I'm sorry. See, that's why I wanted to, I wanted to stop so that you can make no, your point.
0: It's okay. It's a conversation. Okay. That's what this is. It yeah. probably sounds very crazy to other people that are not having this conversation, but that's what it is. It's a conversation. Well, that's
1: why we record it so that they can join in. Yeah. That that's kind of what that's always about, right? Yeah.
0: For real, for real, y'all. Like if y'all have stuff to say, good or bad, or just funny or silly or crazy, hit us up. Maybe we'll start yeah. start some weeks off like that. Like, you know, just hit us up like in the email. Probably would be the best to like answer questions or email. Throw we in actually the are on Tumblr too. So if y'all wanna shout stuff in the ass there, that'd yeah. be cool. Or comment. Yeah. Either way. Yeah.
1: All, the, all those ways work. Any form of communication. Send us a bird. <laughs> we'll read it. We love Ravens. I'd love for someone to actually tie a note to a bird no, you and wouldn't. just send it. How would they get to us? It wouldn't, but <laughs> I would appreciate the act. <laughs> how would you ever know? <laughs> They'd record it. If you're savvy, you record yourself throwing a bird into the air with a note. And they are like, oh, look, and then I can do the, you know how they do the, what is it, the, the TikToks? This is not important. Anyway,
0: no, I'm laughing (laughs) because
1: this week starts with some I'm going to call it fun. But honestly, now, the more I think about it, I don't know if this is 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 this abuse? Is this child abuse?
0: Man. All right. Is Sarah and
1: Aria? And not just physically, but I mean, like emotionally, like is cereal making it? I mean, are his methods
0: what I would call in modern days good and helpful for a child? No, not at all, not in any way, shape, or form. Would you
1: send your nine-year-old daughter to cereal? Pharrell?
0: No, I wouldn't send my nine-year-old son to. I wouldn't send my nine-year-old child, period, to cereal. Pharrell.
1: Okay, so if you sent your kid to, but I
0: also don't live in West. I just don't. Here's my thing: it would make sense if there were actual practical uses.
1: However. It is everything that she learned today, she was able to to act upon. So
0: we'll get into it. let's so let's 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 start in like because we're 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 kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but let's let's set set the stage, like set the stage mm-hmm. real quick. We drop in, Aria is in the midst of chasing this cat, which I right away was like, oh, cool. First mention of this particular cat who this cat, it's a old Tomcat, black coat one ear's, like, bitten off, so he's, like, real mangy and, like, vicious looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and this cat appears in several chapters throughout this entire series. Okay. And legend goes that this cat actually used to be, I mean, clearly all cats used to be kittens, right? So this cat <laughs> um, was the kitten of the Princess Rhaenys Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Um, given to her by her father, Rhaegar. But now it has grown, which I actually I'm trying to just put two and two together, like how old this cat has to be like 15 to 20 years old. Right. I mean, cats do live a while, so it's possible. I can't say that this cat is not able to be a cat. It's just it's a very old cat. If this cat is Balerion. Anyway, that was my first thought. It's cool. This is Balerion. OK, Um, she's chasing like this the cat's cat. Name is Balerion. The cat's name was Yeah, oh, She named him Balerion. That's neat. Isn't it cute? Yeah,
1: that is kind of cute.
0: And he's black. So that's why, and she loved this cat. Okay, yeah. Congrats. That's it. That's
1: it. It was just like,
0: okay, cool. This cat is going to start showing up in lots of different places. Um, is and this actually, the first has connections of the cat that you can
1: think of. I like, mean, there... in this read and our yeah. read, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's chasing this cat. and He's really hard to find, and she just goes through the different. Um, Ways in which she's been trying to catch this cat, because like she's just like he's been having her chase cats, but this cat in particular is like very hard to mm-hmm. to, to catch. So before she even in, gets into different kind of methods and stuff like that, she starts, which I guess is what you were alluding to, talking about what particularly cereal has her doing. Um I have direct quotes, so before I answer the question about do I think his methods are extra, I want to put into context kind of what. Some of his methods are, and then we can kind of discuss, you know, what their effectiveness is, what their purpose is and what her father thinks if he knows or if he doesn't know anything and why that is. So direct quote goes, when she'd run to him with her hands bleeding, he had said, so slow, be quicker, girl. Your enemies will give you more than scratches. He had dabbed her wounds with mirrors fire, which burned so bad she had had to bite her lip to keep from screaming. Then he sent her out after more cats. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, We're like, going to talk a lot about cats this week.
0: We we're going to talk about cats, but before we get into talking about cats, I would like to talk about... You asked about his methods. Yes. And I remember specifically being like, am I going to write this down? Am I going to talk about this? No, 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 no. I'm not... So, again, Sarah Farrell is one of those characters where he's mythical and legendary and people really kind of take to this character in a positive mm-hmm. way he's somebody who trains Arya for a life that becomes very useful to her given the the journey that she eventually goes on but my questioning is how how useful would this be for somebody that there was no way to predict that the things that Arya was going to come across would she would come across like it's cool for storytelling purposes like okay cool this kind of got her in the mindset of being this way and and learning these things but when he says things like, you know, your enemies, like what enemies? Like at this point, to be honest, she is the child of the most powerful man in Westeros. Save the King. Save the King. Sorry. You're right. No, you g- give know me, what I'm i sorry. Me. I meant yeah, to say yeah, yeah. second most powerful, mm-hmm. but she lives in a castle. She's a girl that's going to be expected to start to, to behave like a girl. Yes. In those And mm-hmm. the, by their societal standards. And. To the best of his knowledge, who he works for these people, but he's not like in close quarters with them. So did I think he does not think or he should not think that there will ever come a time in which this child will really need to use any of this like intense training. I'm like, okay, cool. So Ned hires this dude to teach her swordplay. Right. Yeah. He He hires her or him to teach her how to properly use the sword that she wasn't really supposed to have. And it's kind of a pastime and it's a way, it was like a peace offering. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Like it was something that Ned came about. It's like the hey, idea are, about. Are you gonna like, chill out? Yeah, are you going to chill out? Hey, cool. This will be a fun thing for you to do like a cute little activity so you chill out. And it's turned into like her doing like American Ninja Warrior every week, every day. Every day. Bothering people, going through like, you know what I mean? And again, like it's, it's funny because it's adventurous and it's like, it's like if, if we're reading this It's like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. But like thinking about it with my adult mind, I'm just like, this girl be interrupting people's workday. she be going all over the place. Serio also at this point, you know where I'm going with this. At this point, He's doing the thing that Mordain does, which is just like, here, I've given you an assignment. You go do you. Who knows what he's doing for the rest of the day? Because she seems like she spends the majority of her time
1: doing this by herself. So he's collecting a check for pretty much doing. I mean, but at the very least, we do know he is teaching her swordplay as well. Yeah, you're right. Like you're she right. is getting some of that. Whereas I, th- I think my beef with Decepta ends up coming across as, uh-huh. well, what are you actually contributing to? Yeah. Where with Serio, the difference there being like, what he's contributing to is a lifestyle that I think she's not supposed to lead for the rest of her life. And you had already talked about yeah. that. It's this idea that we're supposed to be accepting of the fact that he's preparing her basically like a soldier would. Mm-hmm. And Ned understands this because he had gone through his own training. But nothing like this. And we no, get the like this cultural thing. But-, but if he's saying, Hey, I want you to be trained so that you can use a sword. He should understand in his mental mind, everything that that entails to then make her soldier like. So just because Sirio's methods are different, mm-hmm. the same end goal is is in result. It's we're looking to make her kind of more hardened to the world. I feel like a lot of that training that they do for the boys is to do so and to make you kind of feel numb to some of those pains so that you of can course, go off the war. Of course. That makes this. sense. But for I'm th- not saying that it makes yeah. sense. What I'm saying is what's happening is so wild and no one is looking at like the big picture, like the long game, the, the short game is going to end up being cool. We let her play with the sword for a little bit. She's calmed down. She's doing this activity. People in the castle haven't been telling me about her. Yeah. And that's, that's also it. wild. It's it's so weird because so much of what Serial ends up providing her ends up, like you said, being like tools for a life that she wasn't sure that she was going to have to lead. But like right now, who would have imagined this is no one at some point. She's going to have to get a conversation from her dad or her dad's going to come to her and be like, all right, cool. Well, you play with your sword long enough. It's time for you to wear dresses and you need to go to court and you need to go talk to people. Exactly. So like when would that switch have happened? We don't get the opportunity to ever see that. Well, No,
0: of course. And again, like I said, for the story that we see, Mm -hmm. this makes sense. Yeah. But I was just thinking about like, how practical is this? For a child that is not intended in any way, shape or form, which then led me to I do know that there is a big theory and I know you're not a fan of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily a fan of it either, but like I know there's a a theory that Sierra Farrell may be a faceless man or that he's some sort of mystical other type of being other than just you know yeah. what he seems to be on paper and I'm it's weird I I say that I'm a kind of like not really sold on the face of men because it's just like faces men usually like they don't go and take jobs for fun unless again they had to be somewhere and maybe that was his cover and maybe he had to be somewhere that would make sense I would I would kind of buy that yeah um but I also just I mean
1: my answer is short sure, it could be yeah it could be but why like well, again, if like, his long con is to to murk somebody that we don't know of, yeah. or it's never made clear why he has to murk that person, cool. He gets in with like for real for real, like we're talking about this Berverse, Bervosi sellsword who got into one of the most prominent like circles of influence. Well, that, that that goes to so one of the questions a, you had before. You there. were just like,
0: Well, where didn't I find him? And and that would make sense. And then okay, so he because a lot of people are just like, Okay, so like he's killed and I said that in air quotes around the same time that Jack and Hagar appears and it's just you know it it, it could be I'm not saying it I'm just it's, I'm just still <laughs> can I just to, say
1: allegedly <laughs> allegedly he's he's a faceless man of course it's
0: alleged I just I, I just, just don't I'm, I'm trying to figure out then what does that have to do with art because again something that I know starts to really come up in this chapter at least for me is the idea of um, foreshadowing, premonitions, mm-hmm. like um, like a uh, prophetic dream? Yeah, there's a lot. And I want to know, like, are there other characters around that are in these spaces, kind of? Because, like, and I don't want to call it luck, but the Stark kids, all of them, kind of encounter different people that happen to be very conveniently placed at specific times. Now, some I think that can due work. to their
1: own machinations, yes. like Baelish and mm-hmm. Sansa and stuff like that. But then some just like, dude, to magic. I mean, that's that's the majesty. How, how would people explain it away? Like in yeah. the olden times, like that's the gods. It's the will of the gods. Yeah. They wanted me to be in this place at this time. Yeah. So for her, what we call happenstance might have just been these are the fates kind of moving in a way where it's like, well, you can't stop these events yeah. from happening. Yeah. So here's what we're doing to put you in a place where you can kind of understand them. Yeah. And as always, we're still taking in so much of this information from the view in this chapter of a nine-year-old yeah. who is trying to come to grips with these things that yeah. she's being told, mostly she's just super excited because one, somebody's paying her mind yeah. who's not trying to belittle her. Like, Serio straight up starts calling her a girl now, which yeah. thank you for not misgendering her any longer, um, which that was awkward. And also it was just like, I'm interested in his relation to telling her things that are like talking to her as he would an adult instead mm-hmm. of talking to her as an a, ch- a child. And she resp- she appreciates that. I think the way that yeah. they communicate with one another is...
0: Well, we've not really seen it, though.
1: Well, we haven't seen a lot of it, but we're and talking about... And he kind of
0: does, because he still kind of tells her, like, hey, like, oh, you're slow. Be I mean, he talks to her as if a teacher would talk to a student.
1: Yeah, and that's still there, but, like, he doesn't do it as... I, I would say he's not as abrasive as the Septa would be in, in the way that she does her dealings with with see, her, I like, kind
0: of see it differently. I like, mean, my I biggest think thing is, he's still abrasive. I think she's just more receptive to it because it's something she enjoys.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe, all. maybe I'm just like, and I'm not, well, I'm not mad at that's...
0: him or. Just, again, like I said, they both have their methods. Some of which I agree with, some of which I don't agree with on both of their ends. Like, oh, I'm just definitely. like, you know, both of y'all are kind of out of like, pocket. What the heck is going on? But, um, yeah, I just
1: I'm putting up a finger because real quick, what <laughs> I. There was something that I I read when she was talking about coming back with these cats and showing all the like bruises and cuts on her hands. Where you're about to go exactly where I was about to go. Okay, go ahead. What is Mirisch fire,
0: dude? So (laughs) I'm like, so I'm trying to mental mind here. I'm just like, yo, is it like witch hazel? Is it like peroxide? Not not peroxide because peroxide doesn't really burn. Yeah, because
1: I thought hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, but like like,
0: alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. Because like I I mean, that's what you do. Alcohol and it burns. Alcohol
1: based thing. Yeah, that if there are enough cuts. You pour alcohol into a bunch of cat cuts. It, it's the to because she's like, "Yo, I had to bite my lip. It hurt."
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's again, like from what I've gathered, a lot of the um, descriptions of like healing and medicinal things like mm-hmm. that—they're different in the in Esos and the Free Cities. Yeah, not not all of Essos, but like I'll space specifically the Free Cities. Um, and they just seem to be maybe a bit more advanced. Yeah, so it's like, maybe they have something, or maybe yeah, maybe. Also, it might be a thing because they do trade with them. That like they also use in Westeros as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm so definitely willing to believe I'm, that. I'm just gonna say is basically it's like, some alcohol, kind of astringent thing. It's an
1: astringent. Yeah, her her little hands. Yeah, it sounded wild though. It sounded wild <laughs> as all get out, but it was just one of those things that I think, as as many things in this chapter did, it just jumped out at me. As, yeah, as something that was like very interesting.
0: She was like, I'm not with wit it, but again, and but you know what though, I'll give him his props. He's making sure like he she reports back to him, and. She's comfortable enough with him to be honest and to tell him what she's getting into, and then he takes care of her wounds at the end of the day. I mean, so that's I would cool. hope so at the
1: very least. I mean, no one he, else. Is- he could be
0: like, "Look, uh, the duty of a warrior is to take care of
1: oneself." Who knows? I mean, I guess he's giving her so many little like nuggets of thought, that- dude. It's
0: all Karate Kid, everything like yeah, that's basically all this is. That's all that is. Um, but back to where we're going. So she's talking about the fact that. You know he's sending her out and he's missing and, and she's just talking about like why it's so hard for her to catch these cats. And we're given enough information to know that she has been doing this for a while. This mm-hmm. is not the first cat she's chased. Definitely not. She's gotten to many and she's brought, like she said, she would bring them to him and he would be like, hey, like, oh, you were slow on getting this one or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So there's a direct quote that I then internalize to mean a little bit more as I tend no. to do with these things because like, I, like I, what I what always come of with these. Probably nobody is going to be like, they're like, girl, what are you talking about? But, because I can always tie it back to these people no, because I they're cool. every freaking where. But. Hit me with a quote. All right, quote goes, the red keep was full of cats. Lazy old cats dozing in the sun. Cold-eyed mousers twitching their tails. Quick little kittens with claws like needles. Ladies' cats all combed and trusting. Ragged shadows prowling the midden heaps. One by one, Ari had chased them down and snatched them up and brought them proudly to Syria Pharrell. All but this one, this one-eared black devil of a tomcat. And so, just in, 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 I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. Like she's tasting all the different kinds of cats. But the first line literally says the Red Keep was full of cats. The Red Keep is full of
1: cats. The Red Keep has been full of cats for some time. For a while. Yeah. And
0: not just actual four-legged cats we talking about the Lannisters' tm because yeah. we always are like that's
1: just i mean it's a start chapter a, so we have to
0: they're all start chapters except for <laughs> danny chapters <laughs> and right. even in danny chapters somehow they creep into them too because they are just everywhere which again and this is not again no shade no shade i'm just saying that like they they all they they their presence even though we don't have specifically for ari i know that there's at least Tyrion in this book but mm-hmm. for the most part a lot of the point of view that you get is not from them because they're the antagonists at this point. And, but still specifically for the, the children, they, they're kind of made up because they know and they feel from their parents that, Hey, these people are bad people. So they're kind of like scary. And even though Arya is not directly speaking about them, this quote to me talks about just like how unknowing their presence in her life
1: they are? Yeah, like they're ever present. kind of like the shadow of them is still there even while she's doing this training. Yeah. It yeah, seems yeah. unrelated. Seems very unrelated. Um, and I'm gonna break it
0: down real quick just because yeah. I did break it down. Please do, because I it was, was really just cool. kind of cool. And again, I don't want to harp on it too much, but it's just like and I know that I will preface it with this. This is not something that I think Aria is herself thinking of when she's doing this. I think that this is alliteration. Yeah, so these are the analogues you were drawing. Analogues that I yeah. was drawing whether they be intentional by George or not. I just thought it was very interesting. So the first mm-hmm. cat she mentions was the old cat. And I was just like, yo, that's basically a Tywin. time. Now time not at court right now. No, he, but his presence is very felt. Mm-hmm. His, his influence is very long reaching. Um, and it, it was just so, you know, old lazy cats, you know, being in the sun. And it's just like, for me, somebody like Tywin Lannister is very assured of his position. He is not really anticipating what's about to come and what's about to come because of mostly his actions. Now, maybe not directly, but his actions have led for people involved with him, specifically his children to then turn and do things that have, will, will eventually get their, Absolutely. their family into a lot, a lot of trouble. It makes sense. That but he's, he's just, yeah, he's just, oh, he's the, just resting. resting Cause he's just like, I'm basking in glory. And he, he's been here a while. He doesn't have to deal with the repercussions of these things. And no. he can kind of be the one on, you know, the up and up while everybody else is suffering. Um, then the second cat, um, she says, is a cold-eyed mouser twitching uh, their tails. And I'm like, that's straight up Jamie. And it's just like, he, specifically at this point in in the story, you're supposed mm-hmm. to believe that Jamie is just cold, um, feeling like, warrior fighter person that he's just mean and not mean but like he's just like a very callous uncaring yeah, person I mean, he's
1: steeled himself yeah, once yeah, again who like does. to be
0: a warrior well i mean and, and 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 i'm just looking at it specifically from their points of views mm-hmm. i'm not even talking about like who he is as a person that we eventually will get to find out um but he's always ready to fight somebody and he's always just got this like very like calculated like reason to fight and it's just like why are you always like, why are you always it, thinking like, like that? He, he always has to think like that in his mind. So it's just like, all right, cool. Um, and then they talk about the kittens with the sharp, like, uh, claws. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's Joffrey A. all day. Again, somebody who... Kittens are cute, right? Kittens are really small and they're yep. cute and like they're so adorable. like needles. But they're freaking dangerous. And he's dangerous. And he also, like Jamie, likes to fight everybody. Yep. So there's that. Tracks. Um, then they talk about ladies cats that are well groomed and and submissive almost and actually what was the word it wasn't submissive it was trusting yeah very trusting and I said well those Tom and, and Marcella so mm-hmm. they they kind of kept up under their mom or whoever is taking care of them they kind of guarded and shielded and like for now they're very calm and they're very yeah well groomed chilling and they're they're protected you know mm-hmm. what I mean they're chilling and they they don't know how to protect themselves which is very interesting because. On the outset, you see somebody again. Somebody like Arya, who she doesn't know what hold, like the future holds for her and the dangers that hold for her. But mm-hmm. she's being trained in a way that Tom and Marcella, when danger comes for them, they will have absolutely no way to protect themselves, and they don't have a way to be perceptive. Like Arya is perceptive to a fault, almost sometimes. Yes, Sansa is also perceptive, maybe not as much, just because she really tries her hardest to block things. But at least with Tom, and I know he. That little boy, he doesn't, he doesn't see, like, he's not very, he's very trusting of everyone. He has a very good heart. Marcella's a little more perceptive, Mm -hmm. but we don't get a lot of her to know. But anyway, they're, they're a lot less well-prepared for dangers. And then the last cat, well, not the last cat, but the second last cat they mentioned um, was uh, Ragged Shadows um, in Midden Peeps. And I'm like, that's Cersei all day, every day, which is just like, basically, good sisters out here just scrapping to survive. Literally running and rummaging around in trash. Yeah, I was about to ask, what is a midden? So heap? I looked it up. A midden heap is basically like it's just like a heap of like bones or any, any kind of refuge that like they used to throw out. Like it's like any kind of heap of like any of the scraps from a kitchen. Like mm-hmm. it's usually out from the kitchen. It's like it's like the trash. So it's like it's like compost almost. So okay. it's just like cats. And and again, I would see how a cat would be basically digging through these piles to try to get nourishment, to try to get power, to you try to, to get anything, to try and find anything. And yeah. that's literally her. And it's just like, okay, so you, you see these cats, which you would think those kitchen cats that are like digging for scratch, they're not dangerous. They're just scraggly. They're just, who cares about them? They're unassuming. Who cares? But it's just like, nah, like underneath her, her exterior, like she is probably the, mo- I don't want to say the most dangerous just because Tywin is very dangerous, but yeah, like but one of- she is one of the most dangerous just because one, people ain't checking for her. Two, mm-hmm. She literally will do literally anything to survive because she has had to do lots of bad things to survive yeah, and, and keep going. Keep going. That, that and, makes sense. And it's funny because it says no one's like I was looking at it, and it was just like nobody could see like these cats and catch these cats, specifically the one in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But Arya could. And Arya notices like, yo, this cat is wow. Like this cat right here is like something's wrong with that. But Arya sees them. And it's always like I'm saying always, but it's also a really big for me. And I'm not wording this very well. I'm kind of rambling because I'll probably no, have because no, no, then I, I, really I would write like... this better. But like the fact that Arya is chasing cats, which it ultimately does become her mission mm-hmm. to, to, to like stalking and, and yeah. chase Lannisters because they are responsible for, in her mind, like the... Dissolvement of her house and her mm-hmm. family and, and the cause of a lot of pain and, and suffering for a lot of people. So she's like the cat on her. And it's funny because this is kind of like a, a, yeah, I won't well. say foreshadowing, but this. But then I got to talking because she said that there's one cat she couldn't catch. And it was Balerian. And she could not catch this cat, this one-eyed, black-eared tomcat. And it's just like, or, or not, one-eared black tomcat. And I'm just like, well, who does that represent? If we're thinking about these mm-hmm. people adjacent, I'm like- just like, all right, cool. I ran through a whole bunch. I'm like, all right, well, maybe that's Tywin. It's like, nah, I don't think it's Tywin. Maybe it's Sandor because her her relation with him. But I I really narrowed it down to, it's just probably like, one, just the death of that house in general Mm -hmm. and how she's going to be integral in it or how she's going to be chasing it. She wants to get rid of this. Mm -hmm. Like she has to, like that becomes a mantra of hers. A lot of people on her list are associated with, if not a part of that family themselves. And, that becomes her driving force after a while. She's sure like, I does. have to find this cat. I have to do it. I have to. So does that signify also? They talked about a little bit, um, uh, cause when she was chasing the cat once, Gold Close came and said, Hey, look, you don't want to mess with that cat. One time the cat he jumped up on the table and he took Tywin's chicken. Oh my god. You know? You know. And he and, and I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, like anything taking, you know, Tywin's stuff. And I started thinking, I'm like, all right, cool, that actually makes sense that it would be like the disillusionment house. And I was like, yo, who's the one Lannister? that never makes it on her list or never makes it in her mind. Even though I have a whole nother thing. Like, I never understood why Jamie was on her list, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, so who? Tyrion, bro. Like, Tyrion is in, in my head and sorry for spoilers or anything. It's not even really a spoiler because it's not even confirmed like in the books, at least. It's mm-hmm. not confirmed. But I'm pretty sure, one, Tyrion's going to be the only one of them to survive anything. Like, ain't nobody yeah. else making it out. It's going to be Tyrion. Um, also Tyrion never really make again, which is is just wild to me because I'm pretty sure he's also complicit in a lot of things that Arya blames some other people for. So mm-hmm. I don't know how he hasn't ended up making his way onto her list. I mean, it makes but sense. She, he's eluding her. Also, if the cat just in that one example, and I'm not saying that this is whatever, but like just the idea that George thought it smart enough to to bring up that story of this cat stealing from Tywin. Oh. Tyrion. That's Tyrion, all day. Tyrion has one black eye. He's like, the Tyrion, malformed. Yeah. Also, he's dangerous. a tomcat.
1: He's very dangerous.
0: He is dangerous.
1: Yeah. And he's out and here he's just elusive. doing. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yep. you know what I'm saying?
1: I believe all of that. So that's, that's, again, that's like, cool. and you
0: know, like, with tomcats are cats that just go around. You know. Mm-hmm. Not like the other cats that out cats. in the house. No, not even just that. But like, tomcats are ones that, and which you will see later, which is actually another thing. And not, not that this has anything to do with Tyrion, but like the idea that like. Well, Tomcats, they prowl for, for for female cats. So it's mm-hmm. just like they usually go around making a lot of kittens. So that's the whole thing. But not to say that that's Tyrion, but we know that Tyrion does enjoy himself with yes, women that he pays company mm-hmm. for. So um, anyways, not, not to harp too hard on that, but I probably could have said that in a much more eloquent way. But I think that that was a very interesting yeah. thing to show. And I'll come back around on it when we start getting more... Into her chasing the actual cats. Of which I think I'm just gonna start calling them the cat family. They just the cats. They are.
1: They're the cats. Mm. Meow. Meow. That's all they do. No No roars. No, not yet. No. Oh well. (laughs) Speaking of cats though, because she's chasing this cat. Cats.
0: And then she runs into baby cats. And by baby cats, I mean Tom and Marcella. So she's just trying to chase this cat. And she's so hyped because she finally, finally catches him. Mm -hmm. She's just like, she does her side move. He does his side move. She does her other move. She does it. She pounces on him and she grabs him. And she's so elated. She's so happy. She's filled with joy. She's finally completed her mission. She's just like, this is like... This is like, this is 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 the moment. This is the top moment. Like I made it to the actual pinnacle of this
1: mountain. And Ciro's going to be so proud. Yeah. He said, capture all the cats. Yeah. And she did.
0: Specifically this one, which was probably the hardest one. And he's hissing, he's biting. And she's like, yeah, man, you got me before, but it's all good. You can't get my face. She's giving him kisses. And then just way down the street, all the way down the street, was minding her business. She wasn't bothering nobody. Way down the street, here you go. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. What you doing with that cat? <laughs> and that's exactly how I imagine she said yeah. it. Like I imagine that's exactly how she said it. And it's funny because they're just like, well, she turned around and she's seen a boy and a girl. We know good darn well that it was not and that said it. It wasn't Tommy. Yeah, it was, it was, Marcella. was Marcella. It was Marcella. And she she's just like, what is that boy over there doing with that cat? And why are you kissing that cat? What do you,
1: she what are you What are you getting into? What are you doing? I need to know what are you doing. She had all the Why questions. Are you doing it?
0: She had all the questions, y'all. And it's like, damn, and as soon as she, she gets startled and the cat runs
1: out, and if
0: if we if we already said that she got beef with this little girl, if she didn't already have beef with Marcella before
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's what we like to call in in the business compounding interest. She is she is stacking up These debts that she has with Marcella now um, in in a way that is also a wonderful analog for the the Stark-Lannister relationship anyway. Of course. Where we continue to watch her try to make her way through these situations that she ends up finding herself in. Yep. And, you know, we had already established that she had a little bit of a beef, a baby beef with Marcella and anyway. Marcella was not aware of. You no, know, Marcella doesn't Continues know. Continues to it. not be aware I mean, of. And then she doesn't know because she thinks this dirty little boy is <laughs> like, what are you doing to this cat? I need to know. Let's
0: talk about that for two seconds. Do you think that was more like, I'm trying to be nosy and I need to know everybody's
1: business, like her mother? Some Or of it. was it also like maybe I kind of wish also like her mother that I could join in this adventure. I think it's also a third thing. I think it's also Nothing really of any consequence happens usually in their day when they take their daily walk or whatever. You're right. And this is probably one of the most exciting things to happen. Mm -hmm. So she would like to know more about it. She's also inquisitive as well. She's a year younger than Aria.
0: Is Marcella eight?
1: Marcella's eight. Cool. I think that that all tracks. Mm -hmm. It's like my mom would have told me, like, you should ask questions, ask questions (laughs) of the world. My mom also probably told me, like, you should probably try to go on adventures when you can. But be careful, and you think you know, Cersei told her that? Maybe not that, but like be on the lookout at least, like be perceptive. I would, I would think that she tell she told at least Marcella to to be perceptive of the world around her. So yeah. she's asking, and she's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" I continue
0: to be robbed of those conversations, but that's yeah, you'll get them anything. someday. Never, okay. I doubt I ever will.
1: I was just being nice. I Never. Don't, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways,
0: um, yeah, no, like. They're just really angry, and Arya is just like she 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 starts immediately doing the thing she does when she chops, and she knows, she doesn't have really anything anything bad to say about Marcella, but she's just like oh here comes this plump prince again great, and then she's just like oh and look at this big mountain of a
1: woman, yeah she said the scepter was big.
0: she said she looked like a draft horse bro
1: whoa that's a big scepter, and I mean like also think about it like with kids how small and the is Arya,
0: though. I mean, Aria is probably, but she might be a bigger lady too, she might I don't also know, be a bigger but like lady. it's just like again, I'm not mad at Aria because Aria didn't write herself,
1: no, but sure like didn't.
0: why is it always just like these call outs to like how big people are size wise like not even just like tall, but like mostly like... I mean, mean like
1: it it borders on like fat shaming, yeah you think yeah, I don't know you you'd have to ask the author, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that. This continues on for a little bit, right? Because they're, they're basically... I mean, they
0: were going back and forth, and they were ribbon. just, like, like, interesting little tidbits that I was just noticing. Like, she really was just going on about, like, her scepter, which, again, we had that question of whether or not they had their own scepter. Here we yeah, go. That's what Confirmed. they Confirmed. Also, Tommen is now walking around with a sword. That's not cool. Yeah. And what is um, up with
1: arming these children with real steel?
0: I guess he's I of the age. I mean, he's seven now, six, seven. Yeah, sure. That's when you something like that hand your kid a sword. I mean, I agree. Um... But either way, they start going back and forth with each other, as Lannister siblings are want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let me take that. That is mad disrespectful. Wait,
1: why is that disrespectful? Because
0: they're not Lannisters. I should stop calling them that. They're Baratheons.
1: Okay, cool beans. I mean, if, if if you really want to track with that, I'm I'm cool with that. Just I mean,
0: we know the truth,
1: but like they don't. Why call it anything else? Because like...
0: they're not Lannisters. They're Baratheons. Okay. They don't see themselves as that. I guess, but. Okay.
1: No, go ahead. But what? Just l- look at how they're acting. <laughs> Why are they being so <laughs> mean to Arya? Why uh, Tommen too? Okay, so <laughs> Tommen is also being bitter. That's he wasn't cool.
0: bitter. He was just a she was just like, look, she dirty, right? And he said, yeah, she stink <laughs> because they're just. Ty- yeah, I was they, gonna say Tywin. They're just they junior. And co-sign. And <laughs> He's just her biggest co-signer, and I'm just exactly. like. Here we go. And again, I'm not hating on the children. It's just, that is, that's behavior for their house. But Aria has to get away now. But Arya is mad, but no, she's actually not even, actually, I'm taking it back. She's not mad. She's like, okay, cool. So this is great because they don't notice me, mm-hmm. which is good because if they notice me, Oh, that would have Particularly, been a the scepter would have been angry with me and my sister would have never talked to me again, which I thought, and I kind of would like to talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. I love any opportunity to talk about their relationship. Yeah. Um, and we kind of talked a little bit about this off mic, but I took it as she is really like hopeful that in the future she's kind of made it back into like the like into the the realm of maybe Sansa might talk to me again. But I know you kind yeah, of no, saw I, a different I, I way, or... saw that
1: as like, hey, guess what? She's hoping that her sister, because I think the way it's like phrased is like her sister will continue to talk with her. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking that she's having at least casual conversations with Sansa again. Maybe they're not the way that they were when they were back at Winterfell, which Mm -hmm. were tentative at best. Mm -hmm. But like, hey, guess what? Hey, we can talk. But if she finds out about this, if I get in trouble for this, that's it. There goes my relationship with my sister because that's going to be, that's going to be the end of it because I will then be persona non grata to all of the Lannisters. (laughs) And there will be no coming back from that, I don't think so. But I think it's very, it's cool because here we go again with another opportunity to see her really pining for a relationship with her sister and not being like, I'm still like, you know, angry about what happened. Like what happened on Trident happened on Trident. I'm chasing my cats. I'm learning my water dance. And I kind of would just like to talk with my sister. Hopefully, she's not, but so angry with me. Mm -hmm. And that's it.
0: And that's and that is it. And she's just like, "Look, I'm going to do my best." So she, you know, she thinks about it and the scepter does what most scepters do in this case, which is just like, "I'm going to order people around because in this realm, I'm the boss with all the sauce." Yeah. And I'm going to tell people to do this. And she's ordering these guards to kind of chase a, again like a cat because Arya herself has now become a cat to be caught. Mm-hmm. And she's dipping and diving and dodging these dudes like she tends to do, which I it remains adorable. Um and she pushes Tommen out away, and she makes her great escape, of which I applauded in my head because yeah, i just like, yeah. Hey. And again, not that she
1: pushed Tommen, y'all. I'm not you saying know. that like I, I was mean, happy. It's not like she didn't. She hurt Tommen. At least I hope not. I hope he's not hurt.
0: Nah, he just went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, she,
1: couldn't, she couldn't. Have, she couldn't. She could have pushed over Marcella. That wouldn't have worked, right? You want to talk about who's scrappy? I'm just wondering, just for the sake of like, how much harder would the guards have chased after her because they tried. I she mean, just, in this case, let's be honest, Tommen is more important
0: than Marcella. Oh, to them, I'm not talking about them. the importance.
1: I'm talking about, like, who Arya would have been able to bow her way oh, through. Oh, no, Arya
0: wouldn't have, like, I mean, just based on the little bit of interactions I've seen with this kid, she kind of be startled at first with other little kids, but now she in her home turf and she in her home. Again, she's her mom, Junior. Yeah, she, it's why
1: she called out the way she She did.
0: probably looked <laughs> and was like, oh, she pushed you? She better not have, it. like... I'm also <laughs> I'm 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 really projecting at this point. I just yeah. I have a lot of micella thoughts. You do just because again, we don't get a lot of her, but what little we do aces. I yeah, love you it. You gotta <laughs>
1: take
0: love from it. that what you I win. take from it what I will and everything I've gathered, the
1: little nuggets I've gathered thus far are Are beautiful, yeah. Um. So Arya is now making her her great escape. She's getting away,
0: and she's doing all kinds of parkour. And like her upper body strength is wild. I'm just like, whoa! I'm jealous. Lifts herself up. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess if you're nine, she weighs all of like what? I mean, you're still lifting your seventy five pounds. Still lifting
1: your body weight. That's still wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess that'd be crazy. Um, and she's going through, like. Like we said before, like she's busting through people's work days mm-hmm. and she's trying to get out of those places that aren't really like populated heavily. And she comes across like some caverns, not really caverns, but like hallways that are mad dark. And she's starting to get scared because she's thought about this many a times about being lost in a red Keep, mm-hmm. And it's like a really big fear of hers, of which I have a very, 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 unless you would like to talk more about her escape. I have a a, a very long quote, but it's no, a very No, because it's, it's related to it. Okay. So go ahead. Father said the Red Keep was smaller than Winterfell, but in her dreams, it had been immense. An endless stone maze with walls that seemed to shift and change behind her. She would find herself wandering down gloomy halls, past faded tapestries, descending endless circular stairs, darting through courtyards or over bridges, her shouts echoing unanswered. In some of the rooms, the redstone walls would seem to drip blood, and nowhere could she find a window. Sometimes, she would hear her father's voice but always from a long way off. And no matter how hard she ran after it, it would grow fainter and fainter until it faded to nothing and Arya was alone in the dark.
1: Okay. So earlier, Uh we had spoken about the idea around foreshadowing. Yes. There's, I think, so much here that ends up being foreshadowing for like what the, the end result of some of Arya's journey ends up turning into mm-hmm. based on things that happen in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple things of my own out of it. Yeah, so yeah, before like, we get into to what I think you got out of it, yeah. if you wouldn't mind, Not I, at I, all. I would just really like to share that. I think it was more so that I really just was trying to understand why Arya, and, and I get it, thinks so much of her father. Mm -hmm. and thinks so clearly and vividly of the way that things go on between the two of them. Like, I know that she's a kid, so, like, nothing she's doing right now, at least, feels like she's doing it with malicious intent. Like, she didn't just run away for the sake of running away. Like, that was never her goal. I think it was the same thing on the Trident. It was, I was was fearful, and I really didn't want to disappoint you. And I think a lot of times things come back to her not wanting to disappoint Ned, but I think sometimes it's hard for her because she wants to be and wants to foster a closer relationship with him that I don't think that she can. I think he kind of steals himself to a lot of things, but I think in particular, the way that he interacts with his daughters mm-hmm. um, and that like, hey, she wants to be like, yo, can you treat me like Rob and Brent and Rickon and even John, can you treat me like them? But you, But you don't. So here's what I can do to kind of make myself adjacent to that almost um yeah her being so scared of the idea of this keep this place and this kind of being a a place that is kind of like closing in around on her Mm -hmm. is just that's the stark journey in general i think ever since being here like ned said as much that they're in the what is it the the den of adders Adders. Adders yeah Yeah, the adders nest And, and and that's kind of what this has been if if not some of it of their own making, yeah. but like a lot of it of like things and circumstances around them that they don't understand. Um, but I, I know that you had your your own reflection. No, I, just- I
0: agree with that. I didn't even think about the connection between Ned, like as far as their relationship currently goes. Like mm-hmm. the way I took it was just like, it was mostly like a foreshadowing things. Cause like when he talks about Winterfell not being as big as the Red Keep, so you shouldn't worry yeah. about it. But for her, the Red Keep, being so so what i took at it like if i look at it in almost a symbolic sense right mm-hmm. i look at it as winterfell is bigger meaning she's been at winterfell longer like in her whole life and she's not going to spend that much time at the red keep comparatively but the red keep what happens there all the things she sees all the things she witnesses all the things that happen to her have a much more like immediate and lasting effect on where we see her Presently, in the story, like oh, as it goes on, sure, though. so, and it's just the idea that like all this stuff is just like super scary to her in a way that her home, even though it's bigger and maybe scarier, like she doesn't know this place, she doesn't trust this place, this, she feels that this place is not a a healthy, happy place for her or her family to be, no, so when she's talking about like going through all these places, like her going past faded tapestries, like think about like all the families or houses that she encounters along the way, and who who makes it through, who doesn't make it through um what these things mean to her, memories that fade. Um when she talks about like going over bridges and think about like all her time that she spends in the riverlands, mm-hmm. all these things um and then when she was talking about Ned for me, that was literally like her understanding that her dad's going to die. Like not her, she doesn't understand it, but like her subconscious kind of calling out for someone and mm-hmm. uh, think about a lot of what starts her on her her journey of vengeance is because people kill her dad. Yeah. She goes out and she's trying to get to safety. But even before her mother and brother are murdered, she starts to, to speak her mantra, her list of people who have wronged her, mostly wronged her father. But none of yeah. that, none of that screaming out for her dad, none of that, none of those actions that she she's doing is ever going to bring him back to her. None of that vengeance that she holds so like on her, like she talks a lot about darkness, but being alone. Mm-hmm. And that's where this path is leading her like she she and I, I think I cherish that that truth so much, like from the book standpoint, because I kind of almost feel like and again, I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to do it in the show. I kind of feel like we're meant to at least until the end, which I think was one of my favorite parts, to be honest about the the last season was the fact that like Arya came into understanding that it is not worth it to die for people that you really don't have no rap for, that don't have no rap for you. Like you are spending all your time, all your energy on this lonely, dark path. Mm -hmm. Where is it leading you? It's leading you to loneliness and sadness and just destruction of your own self when you're trying to destroy them. And it kind of goes back to this Tomcat. She's chasing this cat. She's chasing it. She's chasing it. You might have it for a little bit, but what satisfaction does that bring you? And, and to grab onto it, to hold onto it, what does it mean? Yeah. And then not to take it back, but then to run into two people who represent everything that you say that you hate. But they, for all intents and purposes, one thing that most people could like agree on is that those kids are completely innocent. In yeah, all of those are things. just kids living the life. Again, so like, so things like, okay, so you're chasing this idea that like when we say the mm. Lannisters are bad, who exactly do you mean? It can't be every single person named Lannister because that's 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 to say that every person named Stark ever was a good person Mm -hmm. or or a well-intentioned person or or, you know, that people aren't more than what me see when you first encounter them. And Mm -hmm. as a nine year old, this is something I think is so beautiful about her journey in the books is that we're getting to see those lessons that adults have A trouble you know trouble trying to kind of understand she starts to come to these realizations I think by the time we get to dance she's 11 or so but like she is starting to start to understand but then she uh, things are fading too so it's like she's trying to hold on to bits and pieces and I know I'm rambling now but like it's just it's so like her character is just so rich with like nuance and 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 just like the human journey between like the emotions that any person can have in them at one time. And it's just kind of all embodied in this little, little girl. Yeah. And I think that that's why she's such a, like a, a, a very like visceral character for, for people to hold on to. Yeah, like, because you know they what I mean? so
1: much with her over yeah. that period of time. And you have to think about what her journey looks like from start to, I guess it's inevitable finish. Like mm-hmm. we are looking at a kid who has to go through, you know, tough times. Yeah. and And I'm saying tough times and that's, very much so underselling it but like here we're looking for ways that she can kind of move through this while trying to also understand the things that are working around her and against her and her family Mm -hmm. while also trying to be true to herself here in this moment by like remembering her mantras that you know Ciro has given her like Everyone's given her bits and pieces that she's been able to use, and again, and what the kids do—they just soak it up. They, they just soak, soak it up, up, and they just spit it back yeah. at you. A and question like, though, what's up?
0: Because I agree with that, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just like, let me real no, quick grab a fire. Large parts of it are that she's a child that is just taking in bits and pieces of everything that she's learning from different people. Mm-hmm. How much of it though, also, do you think is like magic? Because we know that Brand has prophetic dreams. We know that. Brand can war. We know that in, 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 a, in, a, in a lesser sense, like John clearly can do the same thing mm-hmm. and he can have his needs. Mean, we don't know what Rob's going through because we don't get Rob's point of view, but how much of this do you think, again, is her starting to kind of, because again, if magic is now starting to come back into the world, how much of that is because she's starting to realize her powers? And if it is, because I had the idea, has she began to war yet? so i don't know how you feel about that
1: you know all they say about luck Mm. is that it's when time meets preparation i think Mm -hmm. but i think that there's also a a level of mysticism that kind of comes with that because the gods whomever they will be feel the need to put their hands in wherever because it's fun for them like whatever for her it's kind of trying to understand and wrap her head around how these events she can be, like, so much more connected to. But not consciously. Do you no, think magic No, 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 I definitely think work. unconsciously. But, yes, I think, in a way, magic is very much so, and, and we see it in these chapters, and we'll see it by the time we get to the end of, I think, this book. Yeah, of course. That magic fully makes its way back into this world in a very big way. Mm-hmm. Magic is always ever-present, I think, and, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, some of the undercurrents and things that are talked about throughout some of these chapters are just, like, yo... It doesn't really make sense how this happened, but it happened. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to explain that away. That's magic. Sure. I'm, I'm in full agreement of that because mm-hmm. to believe that so many of these things and these happenstances just take place at the exact perfect right time, that's that's just too much yeah. to just leave that up to, oh, well, you this know This might what be the most,
0: then, if that's the case then this, sorry. You know what I mean? but, yeah. No, go ahead. No, i was saying that this just might be the most seeped in magic chapter we've gotten thus far
1: yeah definitely
0: probably and it doesn't seem like on the on the like just off the top you don't think of it that way but like no but there's a lot there the possibility of serial being someone like that and just the possibility of aria having her first premonition and possibly because she talks about a little bit about when she's going through The tunnel. She talks about imagining uh, Nymeria being with her. We know that Nymeria is still alive. We also do know that down the road, like Nymeria and Arya, they're linked. So she does start to warg into her body, into that that certain things start to like visions start to come to pass for her.
1: um, but shortly. I think that's
0: also a proximity thing, too, because like she's very far away from Nymeria. Mm-hmm. But the closer
1: she gets to the Vervalands where Nymeria will be, yeah, the, easier the easier it is. It is. Yeah, this um, is just like a I needed Nymeria for strength yeah. so I could get through. Yeah. And that's fine, too. But that's also a part of magic. It's a part of the chanting and the, the mantras that you need in order to call that upon. So that makes sense. I think, sense. Sure. I think I it all think sticks. About that. Yeah. yeah. It's just repetition. Okay. That's why she keeps saying the little things that Ciro told her. Whatever. I'm gonna be quick as a snake. Yeah. I'm solid as a stone. Okay. How many times <laughs> did she that's like I remember like being a kid and getting in trouble and having to write and you have to write lines. Oh, all the lines. Yeah, you the have to write used lines. To make you do that. Yeah, this, yeah. this is like her being like, yo, I'm gonna be solid as a snake. Cause last time I wasn't, I got a cut. <laughs> so I'm not gonna get cut this time. Yeah. Solid as a stone, silent, quick as a snake, quick as a shadow. I'm here. I I really don't even know how to in- introduce the next thing because like she's still traveling through the the catacombs and she comes upon a, a, a space that's super dark that's very dark and
0: like she's kind of like scared to move and then she bumps into something very sharp yeah and at this point she's doing like you said and again the mantras are very important too because I feel like oh, maybe a lot of these kids have mantras because again adults keep telling them to conceal their feelings and their their yeah. their fears it's and always that just like I got the thought that like, well, this is why these kids always end up in danger, because you're teaching them not to fear anything. So they go into places that your normal like fear receptors would kick in as you'd see that naturally. Sorry. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going. But if you're training a little person to to ignore those things, they're always going to go into danger. Mm So, yeah, that's also I don't know. And I'm again. I'm not. I'm not out here. Like I'm not even like a champion for like always like going against things that you're fearful of. I'm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for a fact that I was. I was that kid. I would go and I would be into dangerous I situations. Mean, I'm all not the gonna, time. That's what kids do. But like, like not all kids though. Not all kids. I listen. I knew lots of children that were risk averse. I was not one of those kids. <laughs> I'm. I'm probably. I'm not even a risk averse adult. But oh, that's not good. I'm, it's probably not. I mean, I'm a lot more risk averse than I was. As a kid, because you grow up. And again, you don't want to get cuts, right? Yeah, you really don't. But she makes her way into, she's going down, down, down. She doesn't realize she's going down. She's just kind of following places. And she does know, she, she gets the thing where she's like, well, every, every place has an ending. I'm going to come out on the other end at some point. So mm-hmm. she's just, she continues to go. And she bumps into what she begins to call monsters. Now, what yes. she sees are these very large uh, figures. And they have very sharp teeth. And they're black. And all she knows is that they're scary and that they're sharp. If she touches it, like she, her, her clothes kind of got snagged on one of mm-hmm. the bigger um, things. Now, what we know, we know that these are dragon yeah. skulls that Robert these are the had. Skulls. Removed. He had them moved. Yeah, he had them moved from the throne room
1: and into the basement. Which, how? I mean, they have. It's, they hard, have, they it's have... hard getting a couch through a door. He got huge dragon skulls moved from the Red Keep down to the catacombs. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> that there, that's the magic. How do you get them moved? You're
0: right. Just because, like, I mean, any of the passageways the there, like he wouldn't have known in, about it. Or maybe he did actually. Maybe um, he needed he needed to to have little special ways of getting people in and out for his own personal
1: reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd like to believe more so that it was like he said, Hey, get these moved, and then that was the last he said of it. And then a month later they were moved.
0: Of And course. he doesn't know
1: where they were moved to. Of course. But somebody had to move. Them. Oh, somebody definitely yeah, moved that. Somebody them. had to move them. I feel so sorry for that those people that were probably not paid well for what they had to do. Well, no, you serve your King. Yeah. Ooh, ooh.
0: Speak <laughs> all that. Man. I don't know
1: why that made me so angry. I don't like that. I mean, literally Secret that's king. everything. That's everything. That's man, psych. Not me. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah. Nah. That's why my words are very different. Nope. <laughs> not well, him. <laughs> well, we didn't get to those people yet. Well no, but... hopefully we will someday. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so she's there and she's trying not to make any noise because she's afraid because she's still scared that the guards that were uh told by the scepter with the, the Prince and oh, Princess yeah, and that are following that her. Followed, yeah. Um, but we know that ain't no way. <laughs> she done parkour her way through every inch and in, in, in cranny and nook in, in that whole castle. They ain't find her. Um but she does start to hear voices now she hears that she she can see because then a little light starts to come up out of a hole and she realizes that she's in a well
1: or she's at the top of a well and like a really
0: big space and she hears people talking so she assumes that somebody down there has a light now that she can see but she can't see who they are and they're having a conversation so Mm -hmm. would you like to begin this conversation we have lots to say
1: or maybe you don't have So, is it to more say. fun to not say who they are? Is it no, we're gonna to say know. who it is.
0: We, she doesn't know who they are. She, she has just no knows idea. Who they are. It's
1: like these two mysterious, two figures mysterious of men talking.
0: And they're talking about wild shit. She doesn't know who they are, but we know based on their descriptions that she gives them. She says one of them is a very large man. He has a yellow fourth beard and he speaks in a very strange accent and he got a bunch of rings on. Eventually, when she sees him, she knows he has a bunch of rings. Yeah, and, and that could only be
1: one person. That's only one person. I'm surprised she didn't talk about the smell. If she was close enough to see those rings on those fat Listen. sausage fingers. <laughs> and I hate to say it like that, but Illyrio is a man who is of a particular look. And you know what? I'm not saying I'm sorry for that because I don't like that dude.
0: Who does? Who no. was out here caping for Illyrio Mapates? I'm pretty sure
1: if you typed into Google "Cereal Mapates fan fiction, there's some.
0: I mean, there's he, some he for ag- everyone. exists there, but I don't No, think-
1: but I mean like practical good stuff. Like, ooh, look, cereal is dancing or saving the children or i don't know I'll things i don't believe yeah that's what i'm saying lies actual lies and fabrications
0: Listen, you can't get listen people can write whatever they want they i don't sure i don't think that it exists can, though
1: they shouldn't anyway
0: that is not I'm, i don't advocate that y'all
1: i do if you're sitting here and you're thinking to yourself that it's a good idea to write Illyrio fan fiction put a pen in it think about it rest on it for a day like they tell you you want to get a tattoo you should think about it for 24 hours before you do it Think about Illyrio fanfiction before you write it. What is your purpose? What are you trying to? People accomplish? could say the
0: same thing about anything else. Oh, they sure could. I mean, I have hard lines in the sand of things that I won't exactly. read, and I sideline. Like, I just imagine, clearly, like, but like,
1: once again, these are these are my own personal thoughts and no, feelings I'm and not, reflections. I'm not just. I'm not, I don't. It's something about serial, and particularly the other dude that you he's serial or serial Illyrio. Illyrio, and and just like it, just this raw emotion that comes over me just cuz of like what he's done how he's been doing it for how long he's been doing and it and
0: nobody talks about this for really. like people people him. really like and i don't mean people in the in the series i mean people like in fandom like i really don't hear a lot of people really complain it maybe because we're just so ingrained in it right now yeah maybe that's but like I, I i agree with you i have a a large like distaste and dislike for him in my heart like i don't like that man at all and i think that he's one of the more probable like he's the one of the bigger problems in the whole series, and people just kind of yeah,
1: and they just gloss over him because it's like he almost feels like a a, a tertiary character in the way that he's yeah. described. Because yeah, think about like the what the I just think about the overall impact he's had mm-hmm. with his hand in like the bigger dealings of the realm, and yep. like this and a place has not else, even nothing to do with him, not at all. But that's why I say like I think this conversation in particular puts into a very strong light why I cannot and I could never like Illyrio because yeah. of what he's doing and like the descent that he's trying to foment within the realm yeah that shouldn't really even fucking matter to this dude yeah he's talking with Varys we have to say he's talking with oh Varys, he's talking right? with Varys
0: but she doesn't so here's the she thing she has no idea she has an inkling that he's familiar but mm-hmm. because Varys is disguised because this is what he does Varys is wearing something that usually we see him he's in like flowy silks he got his bald out I'm saying, I said bald, I meant baldy, but you know what I mean? He got, you know, he got his cut. So he, he looks like Varys. He's he's powdered. He's, you know, he has (laughs) his white slippers. He has on his
1: genie slippers. And and he's chilling. chilling. So Arya is hearing bits and pieces of this conversation. It's kind of coming in and out because she wants to make sure that she's not seen. Mm -hmm. It's very important for her. Like she flattens herself against the wall. She's like, I'm not, they're not going to catch me. (laughs) Nope. Not today and and kind of makes herself very small in this space while listening, but they're talking about things that have great impact to the realm. Do and you, I'm go just going to ask, like, do you remember exactly what it was that they were talking about? Because I know, well, in, yeah, like, I got lots of broad those. strokes. It was kind of like, I mean, they're talking about Ned.
0: Well, the to to start off with, they started talking about, let me just recall really quick. They started talking about, um, the fact that he, yes, you're right, He's he found the bastard. And it won't be long before he finds another. And then he's going to know the truth. And Illyrio goes, well, what does that matter? Like, what does that mean? Basically, Mm -hmm. speaking to Varys. And Varys is just like, look, like, the fools tried to cut up, or, you know, basically they tried to kill his son. And, like, this is going to be war between their houses. And it's something that right now is not necessarily, like, something that maybe you want yet. And yeah. is kind of like, yeah, like we're it's moving a little too fast. And it's lo- it's, it's 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 moving too fast. And just kind of don't worry about it because like we need more time. And like there was already a hand killed who cares about the other one. Like who cares embarrassed yeah. is kind of making allusions to the fact that well, Ned is not the same as John Aaron. Mm-hmm. And to which I have questions about that. And when we get more into Ned's maybe I'll have a better um picture of what it is that John Aaron's about. Not going to lie, y'all, like I've always been kind of like because there's not enough information about him, but there's information about people. I know that I can tell by the behavior of people that are around him that I probably wouldn't have been down with this dude and what he was doing. But I know he's also kind of painted as like this heroic figure. So I'm very because he's so shrouded in mystery. I'm still hesitant on like where my opinions lie on that character, if I can even have any. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Varys is saying that Ned is somehow a different type of hand. We don't really know what that means, but he says it. Because, again, we're also getting this very chopped and screwed. We're getting very, like, yeah, piecemeal this. from Arya. Like, she'll hear a little bit, and then she kind of, like... And also, you have to think about how she's remembering it being, like, said. So, um, then they start talking about, well, the princess is pregnant, and the cow's not going to want to ride. So, we know that now they're having a conversation about Danny. Yep. And, you know, he's not going to want to come to Westeros yet, which I had questions as somebody who's read this series before. um, I don't know if you want to, because there's more after this, but I would like to talk about this point while we're here. No, let's talk about it. What's your Um, question? My question is just like, I was always under the assumption that both Varys and Illyrio were in the business of backing Aegon, who is introduced to us as young Griff, and he is purported to be the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Elia Martell that survived. He was mm-hmm. not killed. He was switched um, to protect him with a with a with what they call the Pisswater Prince. So a, yes. a baby from Flea Bottom. And um, he is being like trained in Essos by John Connington, who was a friend of Rhaegar's. I say friend lightly. That yeah, was, you say
1: friend like they were best friends. Like I mean, they were. They was
0: best friends. But you know, he listen. Hey, that was his boo. Mm hmm. That's how I feel. I ain't mad at it. Okay. I mean, I can't say that was his boo. It was definitely unrequ- unrequited. I don't actually. We don't know. I don't know how involved he I was mean, with Rhaegar, but was, I know that's John thought. loved him.
1: Yeah. And
0: and or am I am I just
1: projecting? I would don't know. You, would you like for them to have been in love?
0: To be honest, no, because Rhaegar's the worst. But that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, that's I'm not fair. saying that John's any better because he got real nasty words to say about Elia because he' mad jealous, but. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. I'm not getting into their beef right now because we will get there when we get there. Or if we don't, I can't remember who's that's so far away. Anyway, I was always under the assumption that they were all working together because the goal was to eventually get Aegon old enough and strong enough by way of forces to come back and then reclaim his father's throne or his grandfather's throne, rather. Um, But now they're talking about Daenerys and Viserys. And I knew that that's why perhaps Jorah was over there because he was working with Varys and they were trying mm-hmm. to get information. But I was like, okay, well, was is that something that they were hoping to kind of, you know, get a two for one deal where like Robert was mad at Daenerys Viserys because he don't know about Aegon. So we're going to kill them. But now it seemed as though they were just like, well, you know, the cow won't ride, which means that like they were banking on, Kyle Drogo's Kalasar being the army that they needed to come. So I'm really confused. And then it also lends itself to, I personally would love to believe that Aegon is Aegon. Okay. And I know a lot of people out there feel like, well, no, he's fake. He's like, they, they call him Fagon or whatever. I don't, I don't have evidence either way, either which way. I'm just saying my own personal opinions. I would love for it to be, Elia's son. Okay. Just cause I love Elia and that's just how I feel. Also the idea that like that would give more reason for like Dornish like legitimacy like for them like cause people really like to say well Dornish are X, Y, and Z and they don't have a, like a hill to stand on and, well, I think, and it's just like you know I th- th- that's just completely selfish reasons for me. No, no, I, no, I don't I have you. any evidence either way either mm-hmm. which way but I do believe that it's I'd like to believe that he was Aegon and if he is Aegon why, why are they talking about Daenerys unless the, the, the push would have been to eventually get Viserys out of the way anyway, which mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. And to join Aegon's forces with Daenerys' forces. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to harp too bad on that. And Arya has no idea who these people Here's are. Here's what it is.
1: What is it? And it's when you're a scammer, Yeah, when you're a cheater, when you're a liar, when you're a gambler, mm-hmm. you hedge your bets. You always split. So why we don't they split. why
0: don't they talk about egg now? Is it because George Egonel hasn't Egonel? thought about
1: it yet or is it's it's, it's a bunch of things it's a, I think it's a little bit of that but mostly I think it's just like you don't talk about that yet because you leave some mystery mm-hmm. and you kind of don't want to put everything in the one basket yet cuz we eventually learn to like more by way of John Connington about egg mm-hmm. once we get through like some of those Tyrion chapters mm-hmm. um and he has his own chapters. As and well. he has his own chapters, so it's like, I think so much of it is just you got a lot of eggs. Some of them are going to hatch, some are not. And guess what? You got to accept the ones that you do, and you do what, what you can with the ones that that come to, to roost. Like, hey, I'm guess just what? It. it's it's a it's a wild thing, but like so much happens around the ideas around making sure that there's like a way to re- reinstall. Targaryen restoration. Targaryens yeah. to the throne. Now,
0: here's the thing. Which this in and, and of itself reason... is a wild plot from- And this is, I still am trying to understand. Illyrio, it's money. It has to be money. But why Varys? Why Barris? I still don't why understand is why is he so invested in it? And then, and again, because there are a lot of theories about him also being perhaps a Black Fire. perhaps- I put my hands up. <laughs> but then, wait a minute. Like, because now I'm thinking like, if Aegon is not real, then Viserys dying and Daenerys not being e- easy to control because she eventually gets- dragons mm-hmm. than somebody like Aegon who could possibly be Targaryen just based on the way he looks and maybe may not be, then that would be a lot easier to control. And the only reason I'm saying that I can even again, like I said, I would love it to be not that case. But the only reason now I'm thinking about it because I totally forgot about one really big narrative factor in all of this that I keep ignoring and a lot of people ignore when they talk about this plot point, specifically with Aegon, is the fact that John exists oh yeah John. <laughs> so I just uh, I'll
1: leave it there I'm yeah. sorry that was no, that was the biggest part for they, me that they, I was just like they moved through a lot of what I would like to call the crusader kings of plot development oh, of course they're like yo we're plotting to do these things dude, what can you do for me? We then get into Varys' request, unless you're not ready to move on from that. Well, bed. before
0: we get to Varys' request, because again, what we have is, okay, yes, we get it. The The, the end goal is Targaryen restoration. And Laura is sitting here in this. She doesn't hear the word Targaryen, so she can't relay that to her no. dad. And I feel like even if she had, he probably wouldn't have believed her. But we're going to go, and he's now he's talking about, well, I'm pretty sure that you know, the Lannisters are doing this and I know this because I have spies here and I have spies there. And then he starts telling him like, well, you know, like it would have been easier to control if Stannis and Lysa hadn't escaped. So now we can't deal with them, which Mm -hmm. at first I'm just like, why you care about them? But I'm just like, okay, cool. Again, because again, like you said, scammers, like you need to have predictability and they're they're unpredictable. And you don't know what they, what do you do with Stannis? What do you do with Lysa? Lysa Mm -hmm. When they're far away from your grasp and they have. Do anything. Fortresses that are very hard to yeah, like. Can't get your, can't your spies get in there. And then they start talking about trying to undermine the kingdom in another way, or at least an inside job that maybe has nothing to do with yeah. them that they don't really care about. But they start talking about Renly and Loras, mm-hmm. and they start talking about Rayleigh and Loras and their plot to replace Cersei That's with right. Marjorie. And this was also super interesting to me. And again, I don't want to harp on it, but this has something to do with because this is an aria chapter but i'm trying to pull as much information as i can about any other woman or girl that is mentioned Mm -hmm. here and marjorie Terrell. marjorie Terrell is a very very interesting character this is the first time i believe she's mentioned at all and i don't think she'll be mentioned again well she might be she'll be mentioned again in the next book probably but not for long like not not not, not not for a minute yeah um and she is another character that... Now, again, we're going to get this because this whole entire story will come to pass when we when we do Ned's chapters. But basically, because you had asked me, like, why does yeah, that one. Like, and you're like, what?
1: why did Marjorie come up? So
0: basically what happens is there was a conversation. I don't remember the exact extent of it, but I remember that Renly has this girl's picture, like a painting of her, a little pocket-sized picture in his pocket that he shows Ned. And he's just like, yo, like, ain't she cute? Like, yo, who she look like, man? Who she look like? You mean Robert? Ned? No, he shows Ned. He shows Ned? He shows Ned. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's just like, yo, man, come on, man. Like, look at this. And Ned's just like, what are you doing? Like, is that your new girlfriend? Like, are you cool? He's just like, nah, nah, nah. like, Like, look at her. Like, she's mad cute. Like, do you think Robert would like her? He's like, what are you talking about? He's just like, don't she look like Liana, bro? He's just like, and in Ned's head, he's just like, oh, well... Maybe this is, you know, young Robert trying to find his own young Lyanna. And he's not understanding that, like, nah, this is a scam and a plot yeah, to try plot. to get the Lannisters out of power. Also to bring his boyfriend's family to to cart. Because, I mean, at this point, him and Loras in a relationship, I would would gather. So, like, that's his dude. He's trying to keep him close. He doesn't yet have aspirations to be king himself mm-hmm. and marry her himself. But so the, the, the plan get- is, and then, so they say, well, you know, Loras is kind of, like, egging him on. But we know Loras at 16 is not urging any of these things it can only be mace so mace let's just call it what it is is now trying to position his daughter he's trying to give away his 14 year old daughter because it says she was 14 i I forgot she was that young i thought she was like 16 but his 14 year old daughter he's trying to put her in front of this married king so that he can topple the power of the the most powerful because let's be honest Brathians hold the power and name, but Lannisters hold all the power and mm-hmm. actuality. So it's
1: like, how do you get adjacent to that kind of a power? Yeah, I, we got to get rid of her. You
0: install, and we have your to do some kind of some kind of scandal to yeah. get her out to make her disgraced. Of which, at this point, I don't even think Renly is privy to it because no, why would he be? That's what I'm saying. So I don't know what their plan there was there to some get them out. Reasons? No, but I'm saying is he don't know the dirt that Stannis knew. So I don't know how no. he was going to try to get them out, but. Hands down being here's yet another girl. Yeah. That's being pushed off and used to do this. And this is the thing that like people ask me about, like my distaste for House Terrell. And it's really my distaste for two people in House Terrell. It's not all of House Terrell. Mm-hmm. It's two people in House Terrell. Chief of which is Mace. And Mace does this. He he's just like, OK, cool. Well, Robert didn't work out. So guess what? We're going to become rebels and we're going to marry you to Renly. And that's going to be the thing. And then, okay, cool. Well, after that, we're going to switch sides and then we're going to marry you to Joffrey and that's going to be the thing. Yeah, okay, cool. Joffrey's gone. So now we're going to marry you to this eight-year-old. Yeah. Like, and it's just he's like... not
1: standing around asking the proper questions. That you know who asked. is asking
0: the proper questions? One person. But she's crazy, remember? Mm-hmm. So we can't talk about oh, that. She keeps digging through trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop laughing because it's actually sad. But it's- It is. It's very sad. I'm so sorry for that sad cat. Oh, She got money, though. She's fine. And she's mean to other people, so before we move
0: let me stop being like that. I'm not I don't I mean, I do feel that way, but I also I have
1: So real quick before we move on from from Illyrio and and Well, I know that you had something to say about Well about what? Marjorie.
0: We're talking about Marjorie. You answered
1: my whole thing. Like my whole thing was going to be like, what's the deal with Marjorie? Why would they make a push for her? I didn't realize that there was so much like history and, and tension there, but it does make sense. If we're looking at this from a plot development, yeah, you want to put yourself adjacent to that power. What's yeah. the easiest way to do it? You either crook your way in or you and scam your way in, or you do it through plots and, and marriage. Marriage seems to be the one way the easiest that way. these families continue to kind of just like push and pull their power dynamics. Um and it's
0: funny because they claim to have so much power, but they're also my biggest question of all of this was, again, he's talking about knowing everything that the the Lannisters are doing. He knows all, all about what the stars are doing. He knows all about what Loras and Renly are applying and all this stuff. But the one person that you need to be looked at, he says, yeah, and then there's probably Baelish. But who knows what he's doing? It's just like you. You yeah, should know. You should you know. know. It's literally your job. You know everybody else's business. You tell everybody else's business. But you don't know. what. You don't have eyes on his creepy ass all the time. Every and it's daddy. funny because he's just like, Yeah, the fools tried to kill his son, which shows me that his T is all the way wrong and cold. He don't know shit because if he did, he would know that it's nothing to do with that. It's everything to do with Baelish unless, big unless, he's playing the shit out of Illyrio too. And I just got that. And like yeah, it just came maybe, to my head maybe so maybe what that, is that? That
1: racks, but like for what? I mean, him and Illyrio's relationship is so ridiculous just in general, just based off the way that they deal with each other. Um Illyrio has no respect for Varys. At least I'm not gonna say no respect, but like he definitely likes to 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 nibble him because mm-hmm. he keeps calling him uh, a wizard throughout this throughout this knowing chapter. Knowing that he hate magic. Knowing that he absolutely like his his thing is I don't mess with magic, stop it. So he must just be smiling through his teeth like mm-hmm, bless. Actually Is it
0: is it book canon that he hates magic or is that just a show thing?
1: I don't know, but I would hope that he don't like magic. I hope he don't. (laughs) I hope he doesn't like magic. But the last thing I would like to say about them um, before moving on is what what's what's Varys' deal with his little birds? Because he makes a request of Illyrio to get more. And when I think of the idea of like getting human stock to do activities or in this case, these deeds I mean, that he needs them, children, he's trafficking children. But like he asked for, he asked for 50, doesn't he? He asked for like 50 kids. And then he says, can you bring me 50 kids? And he's like, that's a lot. Alira's is like, that's a lot. What are you doing? Why do you need so many? And what are you doing? It's hard to find a bunch of kids like, could you want me to get street smart, but like poor. He didn't say street smart. He said I "I want them to be
0: very young and he wanted them
1: to know their letters. So he wanted them to be able to read. What's the purpose behind that? So here's
0: my thing. So it's funny. We actually got uh, a comment once um, on a previous episode Mm -hmm. talking about Varys and the little birds. So shout out to y'all for that. Um, In which, you know, they, they spoke about the possibility of Varys cutting out their tongues. Now it's always been kind of like a rumor type of thing. And I'm not gonna lie, the first time I read this, I didn't that's not what I pull from the quote, because mm-hmm. when he says, well, you know, if they kept their tongues, I'm th- I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, thinking like, like let let oh, just, sh- they just, you know, shut their to mouths. But no. So Illyrio goes, yeah, you know, maybe let's not get them so young because, you know, the younger like basically the young ones die too easily, you know, and he's just like, nah, man, like the young ones are the best ones because, you know, they're easy. So just be gentle with them. Yeah, and then he goes, well, if they kept their tongues, which to me meant like, hey maybe perhaps they wouldn't die so easily if we didn't have to perform this This atrocity or this ritual on these kids to take their tongues out like they would one if you want me to do this it would be better to get older kids because they're more likely to survive this surgery Mm -hmm. i I I don't mean it's a mutilation it's a mutilation um but if you want them young bro like they're literally poor kids we can literally trick them into anything can we just let them keep their tongues so the reason that he needs them learned it, the reason that he needs them literate is so that if he cuts their tongues out he, they can still communicate with him and tell him mm-hmm. what they hey, need to know here's what i learned and yeah like that's a big yikes for me and i never really noticed that before just because because again in reading it you read it and you're reading mostly for like the things that you really are looking for. Like, like okay, they're talking about, they're they're talking about, not even the entertainment, but they're talking about Ned, so that's what you focus on. You're not focusing on this, but I'm, again, what I'm really trying to pull out of this is how are particularly women and girls treated, particularly the small folk, specifically like Mm. poor women and girls, and then children too. So like kids, like how do they treat children in this world, in this book? And this right here, like, again, I used to always struggle with like, who's worse, Varys or Baelish? And they just, I can't even say a who's worth. They just both terrible yeah, in both different suck. ways. And it's just like, yo, you really out here like doing all this and pretending like you care about the realm, but you really don't. Cause you really out here like hurting little kids. And I, I really like, I read that particular line, the, if they kept their tongues multiple times. So I'm just like, maybe he really does mean, all right, maybe if, if they kept their, like, they just shut up. If we could teach them to be quiet.
1: Yeah, but it just tracks like, that.
0: I'm like, well, why would they die? He was like, they kept dying. And I'm just like, if they're spies, wouldn't nobody be killing them but you? Because wouldn't nobody know.
1: Yeah, because they don't, and it's just they like, don't survive this. Exactly,
0: they don't survive that. That's why he's just like, all right, 50. And I'm just like, yo, you're doing too 50 much. He
1: needs 50. Way That's too much. Cool. And- Ugh.
0: Ari's hearing all this and she doesn't really quite understand what it means, but this shit is scary. And she's yeah. just like, yo, I gotta get out of Dodge. But then at the same time, they stop talking. Unless you have something else to say. because no, no, no. They're, they,
1: they're done. And like, that's All right,
0: cool. And I'm like, okay, cool. She's just like, I'm gonna wait to get out of Dodge. But then she starts to follow them. And I said, little girl, again, yeah. here we go again. Fear Run. receptors off.
1: Face first into danger.
0: Yes. At this point, I think it's pretty just embedded in her that she has to be. She has to investigate. She has to to go towards because that's what her training up until mm-hmm. this point has taught her. Um, also, that's what she sees people around her doing. Mainly her parents. We'll get into that in a little bit. And it might not be in a physical sense, but it's definitely in like a detective mode sense. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we can see that. And so, yeah, so she gets lost again and she eventually just has to crawl out. And she crawls out through the sewage system, which that's never a good look for me. I could smell it through the pages. And that's sad that she had to do that. That anybody has to do that and yeah she ends up in the bay pretty much mm-hmm.
1: Makes and it through the sewage
0: sewage and she cleans herself off and she gets off to the bank and i don't know if you like there really wasn't anything super it was just she really was going through sewage and it stank and she she made a she made a point of it so yeah i don't want to linger long on that because nope, I sure just, don't. you know what i mean um she gets up to the gate Two guards try to question her. Clearly, right now, she looks like a dirty little boy. They don't believe her. And she starts name dropping, which is the best. And I'm just like, if she picked up any kind of skill, the best skill she's picked up thus far is to know whose name to say to get her into the right places. Oh, yeah.
1: Yo, I can get into this party. Do you know who Lord Eddard Stark is? Oh, she is? didn't say that
0: because people know that. She said no, no, she no, named Kyle in guards. general.
1: She's just like, hey, do you know Jory Cassell? Do you know Veon? Pool. Yep, I know them. You should go get them. Go get them. Can you go get them? And if
0: you don't, like,
1: that's on you, bro. Also, I literally want to spend thirty seconds on this. Oh, I you know might want to spend going. more. I know. I'm not spending more. Why it. is it that anytime time somebody has to bring up the idea of a wish that they have in this world, in relation to things that they want to do, why do they always talk about? wow that's cool that you want to do that well you know what i'd like to fuck the queen no one asked you fam no not a single person ever asked you no one needed to know that no one needs to know what you want to do with your dick i don't care why is that important but like it's just it seems ever ever present Uh that so many people want to have sex like basically they want to rape the queen Mm -hmm. and like their whole goal in life is to be like yeah i'm gonna lay with the queen there's a lot of people that feel like that Mm -hmm. that's that's sickening. Yeah. That's sickening.
0: again, they don't have Twitter, bro. They How don't. many people say that about women in like again, so it's just like with with prominent men or men in spotlights, it, it's all different. Like, I want to meet them to talk about this. So I want to go over these things and I want to learn these things. With women, it don't matter. You could be uh you could discover cancer <laughs> or discover a cure for cancer. You could you could you could be like, you know, the most prominent diplomat in the world. It's still going to be like how attractive is she? Mm-hmm. How good it would be for me to have sex with her? How, you know, sexually aroused does she make me feel? And that's, that's just what it's going to be. Like it's how always going to be she that. she
1: make me
0: feel? Exactly. And that's just, that's just always going to be the way. And again, yes, there are lots and lots and lots of mentions of that. And that's not lost on me. You know it's not lost okay. on me. And it's funny because people, f- I mean, and, and, and I bet you it ain't lost on her. How do you think that makes a person feel? to know that that's what they're relegated to. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and she tries to take pride in that, but it pisses her off. It pisses her off. And like that, that's all she can be. And then that that's all she can use. And then she uses that because again, she knows that that's the most effective way to get what she wants because of those things. Yeah, And again, it's not just her, but you got to think about her being the most prominent woman in that country. So yeah, even I, those who never even seen her face have heard.
1: Yeah, that oh, she's bad. I mean, Renly's walking around with a picture of Marjorie. Where did he get that? He got that commissioned. I mean, but Renly is also very close to no, that I got family. that. I'm just saying, like, I'm in pretty general, sure Mace gonna...
0: probably says, Sit down, Marjorie. We're gonna paint you. We won't put you on this little thing. We won't give it to Renly. Who won't give it to the king? Most dudes, I mean, I doubt that they have like unless Cersei was wanted, and even when she is wanted, people don't. I that's why saying... the walk of shame was so important. Because that was the first time a lot of them had seen mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And they saw her without any, like, adornments. And it was just like, oh, she's just a basic bitch? Oh, that's crazy. Which she's not really a basic bitch, but anyway. No, I got you. I,
1: I, I was thinking more so in, like, relation to, like, Arya hearing that. And then, like, what that puts because, no, in no, her again, head. No, again, Arya,
0: that's, that's a good thing. So she starts to think about her stock woman. in the world as a woman. She's going to think about, she hears things like that. She's going to hear things like that about her sister. She's going to hear men's, and 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 people say that about her herself pretty soon mm-hmm. and yeah again because that's that's what it is and it's just it's children and women and girls are the most vulnerable people in this world and not to say that there are not men that are also vulnerable and discriminated against but
1: proportionately yes it's very disproportionate in the way that that's it's the
0: fact that these men who are of low birth feel as though that they, and again it's not even that like he's it is he he said that it's a wish of his. It wasn't like he was like I yeah. was going to do this but thing like but it like I'm
1: deserving of or like here let me share with you little and he thinks like little boy what I think and why what you need to hear. Yeah. Arya moves past these goons. Yeah. to her father her father's room. Mhm. Ned's been sitting here. What I'd like to presume is most of the day. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know where he's been. He's got a new book. He has a new book. He's been chilling and he's like, Arya, you know, I've had my guard out looking for you. This is not the first time. This probably won't be the last time. But yo, my guard was out looking for you. What's the deal, Arya? Where have you been? Why do you look the way that you look? In fact, honestly, I don't think he asked why she looks the way that she looks. It was it just like, yo, where no, have you been?
0: She just goes straight into guilt tripping.
1: And it's like, do you know what you've done? Do you know who you've worried? Fun fact. He's like, "Yo, the Septa is beside herself with with fear. She's she was worried about you. Praying. She's in the Sept praying." And I said, "Yes, yeah, she better be for her job, because guess what? That one day." But you know
0: what, though? Actually, I'm I to take it back a little step further. Actually, because you know, I will never miss an opportunity to tell you that Septa is not doing an adequate job washing these kids. But something early in this chapter got me thinking that most of that isn't really even her fault. We saw earlier that Tom and Marcella, with their scepter, their mother, at least, and I'm, I say their mother, it could have been the father too, mm-hmm. I, but I'm pretty sure it was just their mother, had and made sure that they had at least two guards on with them. Why, yeah. Ned? I mean, I get it. Okay, cool, you... You don't need 50 dudes in a room watching you at all times. Yeah. So why do you, you not have, have one guard? You can't have one guard on your kid? On
1: art, one guard one in guard her on lessons? Yeah.
0: One guard on Sansa? Like, that's the thing I don't understand, man. Like, I get it. Like, he's like, well, funds are low. Like, funds ain't that low. You don't need 50. It's only three. Of y'all here.
1: Also, don't have to worry about funds. Also, funds can't be that low because he's definitely not spending it on their uniform. They're not, they don't have nothing new. He, they
0: got new clothes. They just didn't wear them to the tourney. But all I'm saying is this, like, it just doesn't. And that's what I'm saying. He's just like, well, I sent guards searching after the fact. It's just like, why don't you have guards on her now? Why don't you have guards on her initially? So that mm-hmm. if she goes missing, you have, even if she escapes, you have somebody that can come back to you and say right away, hey, hey she slipped out. And we
1: need to go. And we need to go. Yeah, because uh, how many hours passed before somebody was like, yo, we should probably look. Exactly. For Art? Because
0: reason. Cereal's not going serious, Cereal's going to be like, well, you know, yeah, I sent her out chasing after you guys. And that's another thing. He gets mad at Cereal. And a question you brought up when Ciro was first introduced, how vetted was this man before he was allowed into the service? Not very. Service? He was the
1: one who wasn't going to ask any questions. And guess what? No questions were going to be asked of him. Also, it was someone who wasn't related to anyone in the Red Keep. So nothing could get back to someone who'd be like, well, why are you training your daughter in swordplay? So he can't be washed when he goes to a council meeting. Yeah, I don't. So Ned is I don't getting like it. I don't like it. angry at the fact that she left out the castle. I have a direct quote. Okay. I didn't have many this this chapter. That's I had right. a few, but like this one, I think, stood out to me. Okay. Because this encapsulated kind of Arya's little, her pluckiness, mm-hmm. Arya's nature of being like her mother. Mm-hmm. I think Arya's understanding of what was happening with her on the chapter and a lot of what made it easy for her to kind of do what she was doing. So I have a direct quote. I didn't go out the gates, she blurted. Well, I didn't mean to. I was down in the dungeons, only they turned into this tunnel. It was all dark and I didn't have a torch or a candle to see by, so I had to follow. I couldn't go back the way I came on account of the monsters. Father, they were talking about killing you. (laughs) Not the monsters, the two men. They didn't see me. I was being still as a stone and quiet as a shadow. But I heard them. They said, you had a book and a bastard, and if one hand could die, why not a second? Is that a book? John's the bastard, I bet. And and that to me was just like peak Arya Stark. Yeah, that was like peak Scrappy Do. Mm-hmm. And that that was like, I think throughout the entire chapter, I think the most I smiled, like just of course, like understanding too. Me too. Me too. her as a character. Um, she moves through a lot real fast. She's nine, in the way that she felt everything that happened to her today, like think real about quick. this adventure what oh yeah I'm saying, it was I'm saying just that real quick it, it just was flipped. real quick and it just flipped and everything that she's thinking about she's like oh look i'm adding these things together mm-hmm. and dad like yo they wanted to kill you it's wild not the monsters because there are monsters but the the men the two men wanted to kill you and they said you had a book is that a book on your desk is that the book that they wanted also there's a bastard and i don't know what's up with that but like i only know one bastard and it's john i hope john's okay is john okay <laughs>
0: And that's it. And it's just like she is very observant. Again, she's perceptive. She's observant. She 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 pieces things together in a quick way. And like you said, I think I was smiling, too, because she doesn't know the correct order of really thing how they are. She doesn't mm-hmm. know like she's getting a little jumble, but yeah. a lot of it still makes a lot of sense, even the way that she she relays it. And that is still looking at her like she got three heads. And I don't understand why it's so hard for him to take at least some of this seriously. Why
1: don't you just ask her to slow down and recount it again? Because she's trying to tell you something. Even the that she said it,
0: like, oh no, it, I it made that. a lot of sense. Some of the stuff, like, first of all, your daughter starts pointing out the book that you know is very important. Mm-hmm. We haven't read the chapter, but we know that he's met Gendry already. So we yeah. know that he knows so that. He met a bastard. We also know that when she mentions that the wolf and the lion will be at each other's throats, that's literally all he's been talking about the entire time he's all been these, in King's Landing. So I don't understand why they him. should be completely red flags. alarm
1: should be going And off. she's
0: just like, you know, innocently saying it. So it's not as if she's like trying to come to him, like crying wolf or anything like that. Yeah, she's, she's not lying. Like, and no pun intended, but like, she's literally saying, hey, like I, this is the reason why, like I really was not trying to be bad. You told me to, to, to be on my best behavior. Lately I have been, but today it got kind of crazy and I was scared and I'm scared for you. And I need to tell you this information. And he's just kind of like, um, okay. And and, and I, I really don't know, again, because we don't have his point of view, so I don't know. But I do remember that it takes a lot more for him to start to realize that this stuff that she's saying is real. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, then yeah. Yoren comes in. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, brother like, from the hey, Nice Watch needs to yeah. see you. And he's just like, oh, yeah, sentiment. I always have my door open for the Nice Watch. Hey, so-and-so, take take Arya to her room. We're going to talk later because this is unacceptable. And she's just like, oh, but then Joran starts to talk and he starts to go in. And at first I was a little nervous because I couldn't remember how the conversation went. I remember that he does mention Benjamin, so I don't know why I thought that he'd come to talk about Benjamin being missing. Mm-hmm. But I'm very glad that he does. Now, we don't see it happen in this chapter, but we know that he's just like, you know, why I'm here is your wife and we need to talk. And, yeah, you know, like, so... I have
1: news that you should probably have know news, about immediately.
0: And, you know... But before that, before, you know, Ned kind of ushers Arya away and and closed, not closed the door, but like takes Jordan to speak with him privately, Arya starts doing the thing again where she's just like, hey, by the way, are you from the nice Watch? Like, did you come from the North? My my, my brothers are still there. Like mm-hmm. me and my dad are here and my brothers Rob and branda are there. And by the way, she forgets God And that
1: was sad. We all do. And it's a shame.
0: <laughs> I don't. I never forget him. My little feral wolf baby. Anyway... um. Then she's just like, oh, and you're from the nice Watch. You know my brother, you know my uncle, but mostly my brother. My brother, is he a ranger, yeah, by the way? Oh, wait. And, oh, you know what? Just tell him that all these adventures are happening and that he's missing out, but also I'm probably missing out. So you have to tell him this. Oh, by the way, I'm Aria. And it's just like, she's yeah, very... She, just,
1: she goes in.
0: As hardened as she is, and this is one thing that I remember, that even though she does go down a very, very dark path, she struggles to hold on to that innocence and that... and that and and that ...like ability, because she really is... It's more than even just humanity. She... She really, really enjoys speaking to people and she's friendly. She's a friendly kid. And I wish that she could be safely friendly to everyone, but it's mm-hmm. not safe no. for any kid really to be friendly to everyone. And I think that's the thing that she's learning. And I think that's what hardens her is because her natural instinct is to be very, very
1: kind yeah, and trusting and trusting of other people. Yeah. And she gets like that. She gets disabused of that. Yeah. By way of the world yes. and kind of what it does to but her, but also over time. because she's
0: more prepared, like I said, than other children that we encounter, and not just like again, the oh, prince no, no, princess, no, no. but like other kids, just like maybe even Hot Pie
1: or anything like that, yeah. that
0: they just are not
1: equipped. Yeah, they didn't get the opportunities yeah. that that she did, yeah. and and you know she walks out with the guard, not Tom, because if it was Tom, she would have stayed, because she says she. Oh, I quit. have, I
0: have a, I have a, a direct quote. Before oh, you we do go there? Go yeah, ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So because she's talking to urine
0: and she's talking about. Um, her brother John and I I remember just being like oh she really really loves her brother to death so there's a direct quote in which she said she wished John were here right now he'd believe her about the dungeons and the fat man with the forked beard and the wizard and the steel cap and I just I also in that moment knowing that she trusts people and she really really adores her brother we know this but she also knows in that moment that her father does not believe anything that she's saying to him like she's internalized the fact that she knows she's like He didn't even have to say, I don't believe you, that she knows that, like, he just, he's not really being receptive to the information. And Mm -hmm. that makes her sad. And we talked a lot before about, like, how important his approval of her is, how important it is. But... Immensely. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. Take with that what you will. I just, I did want to point that out because again, like if we're talking about her feelings and what she's learned throughout mm-hmm. this day, she's learning how to adapt and she's also learning now. Normally, Aria would have been like, hey, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. But she's starting to tone down. Yeah.
1: And she she's said, starting okay. to
0: learn that like, okay, cool. I'm, I guess I got to pick my pick battles. I'm not really, you know,
1: doing that. I called that. that cat. She didn't even bring that up.
0: She no. She should have.
1: That was a master class in, in her in her advancement. Yeah, Cereal care. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's just wild because she's she's
0: picking that up. And again, like you said, or we've been saying like that, that alert understanding of things and being able to pick up stuff. It's funny that Uran is coming to talk about Kat and what Kat did, because it's kind of like, I don't know. It reminds me of basically Kat trying to put together clues mm-hmm. and, and maybe sometimes she don't always have the right information either. And Arya trying to do the same thing. But Kat has people that, like, she can at least, like, pull into her circle and, like, kind of command to believe her based on, like... Again, because she's had more practice in this, Mm -hmm. where Arya doesn't really have a lot of practice in trying to convince people. So she kind of just has to, like, wait and be like, all right, cool. I really don't have the proof. And I'm not, like, the person in power here. Whereas Kat has finally gotten to a point where she's the most powerful person in the room that she was in when she did what she did. Yes. So...
1: I yeah, I, I feel like both her daughters very clearly have a lot of Tully blood. Oh yeah, and it and it oh, yeah. shows. Oh yeah, and it shows, and I oh, yeah. I think that we'll end up seeing more of that in kind of the the chapters to come. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I mean, and then that's kind of just where it ends. I mean, obviously she she goes off and you know she's talking to uh, the one guard, and she's still on this whole wizard thing because she's real scared about wizards. And she's like, you know, well, can you protect my dad? Because, like, I know that you said he has enough guys, but I think the, the Lannisters have more guys. And he's just like, yeah, well, you know, Lannisters, like, forget that. Every North man is worth 10 of them suckers, like, they're whack. And she's like, okay, cool, but, like, what if one is a wizard, though? Like, can, just, like, you, kill like, a can you kill a wizard? Because, like, he's just like, yeah, like, they die like anybody else. She's just like, okay, sure thing, sure. sure thing. Thanks. And... um. She kind of left with that because she's still. So again, it's that moment in childhood where you're starting to kind of form your own opinions and not take
1: mm-hmm.
0: like everything the, that everybody's not gospel. Exactly, nope, exactly. So no she's just like, "All right, cool, whatever." And she, but she still has some faith and some hope that they can
1: protect her. Um, yeah, because they want she wants them to be able to protect her. Yeah. and her father. Yeah, and that's like, the thing. That she's it. very
0: she's very afraid of something not being able to protect them. And I'm just. I can't even say I'm anticipatory because I know what's going to happen. And it makes me sad because I know how much this means to her and yeah. how much then she takes that on herself, like I will that say, not being able to protect and it's not her fault, but she doesn't know not. that. You know? But I will
1: say as someone who doesn't really remember from the last time that I read this, mm-hmm. like what happens like, you know, explicitly in the next couple chapters that I'm excited to read more of. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and kind of see more of her journal Like this was like same. a very cool chapter. That kind of took me by surprise with, like, how much depth there was to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for walking me through this conversation Same today. It, there was a lot of really it's cool, cool stuff.
0: I didn't, again, like, I didn't think it would be, I would pull what I pulled from it. Oh, so that's know. cool. So
1: that's really cool. Um,
0: As always, Ari is, is a fun time. They're, again, they've all been, they've all been fun to go through with you. I can't say they've all been fun subjects to cover, but.
1: No, definitely. Yeah and that's kind of how i feel yeah i mean just as it is um i guess everything can't just be a fun subject right no nah, nah. like some i of mean it has like, to be, we're dealing with some real heavy stuff so yeah and some of it has to be very very heavy No, nah. yeah um but that's it for this week yeah i think um as always i'm going to continue with putting you know our additional links mm-hmm. out the way we have for the past couple of weeks. Just so, you know, people will have that available to them. If they have any questions, they can always, you know, check them out. And also in that same vein, if they have any questions for us, they can always, you know, reach out to us. We do. We love it. We love it. At uh, the maiden vault Pod at gmail.com. And you can go ahead and also hit us up on Twitter at maiden vault Pod. You can always subscribe via iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast and app. And as always, we'll catch you again next week. Next uh, week for more cat. Yeah, next week is another cat chapter. Another so cat. hope you're ready. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good one.
0: Yep. Thank y'all.
1: See you. Ya.